Welcome to Catch and Release, a podcast project undertaken by more than 100 English 12 students from Sir Winston Churchill Secondary in Vancouver, BC. In these episodes, you'll be hearing about their memories, big moments from their lives, their regrets, and their dealings with mental health. We hope that after catching these stories, you find a way to release what's holding you back. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the second episode of Walk to Future. We are here to share the people's story and how they overcame the obstacles in their life. Today's interviewee will be Haru, Jenny, Catherine, and Smina. Please enjoy. Let's talk about my friend. Let's say her name is Haru, who also has some family problems. I have interviewed her, but she was too shy to say as much. In respect, I have got her permission to briefly talk about her family. Haru is the same height as me, but way thinner. This is a story of her memory, a totally different childhood compared to mine. She was born in a wealthy family, with three older sisters before her and a little brother. I can say she's not the lucky one in her family. Her parents wanted a boy, but only gets a girl after another. She told me about her childhood memory. The earliest that she could call to mind was when she was five. I guess it really impacted her a lot. She told me that in her memory, she was never familiar with the word mother. Haru was raised by her aunt, who also had raised Haru's second eldest sister. They lived in a cottage in the country, with a small farmland which was held by the neighborhood. As gardens, Haru's aunt wasn't any better than her parents. She said the first met of her and her parents, which she can recall, was in the hospital. After she accidentally ate poison apple slice under the table, which was prepared for the rats. Then her parents took her home, a place called home but full of strangers. They gave Haru a nickname, which can be translated as convert, which means to convert from girls to boys. Haru told me that she always felt not belong to the family. I guess since then, she never built her confidence. She met her adult eldest sister, good-looking second eldest sister, smart third eldest sister, and the prince's little brother. In her own words, Imagine my family as a royal. My parents are the king and the queen. My sisters are the princess. My brother is a crown prince, and I am only their mate. And they basically summarized her place in the family. She had to do all the houseworks, at the same time, take care of her little brother. Plus now, she also had to be the royal literature tutor and homework finisher of her little brother. I can tell she wasn't lying, because her parents really didn't care about her much, as far as I can tell, with the several visits to her place. Fortunately, this little brother, who Haru had been taking care of since he was a kid, seems to share a stronger relationship with her as siblings than any other sisters she got. Though I know Haru very well, there are still some questions which I want to ask her, something more about how her relationship with her family affects her. Since she lives in a different place, we just made an interview on the phone. Hey, hi. Hello. Today I'm going to interview Haru. And before we start, do you accept that this interview will be posted with the podcast project oh i'm totally okay with that all right thank you very much mm, now let's start first question um i know you are an international student um, but why did you choose to study abroad 
Um, it's because of my citizenship is not the same as the same city I was educated. So it left me unable to complete high school in my country. So I chose to study abroad. Alright. And were there any struggles before you came here or after? Okay, well, even now there are too many difficulties for me to face. First is the, like, my languages. I have really heavy accent and uh, my grammar is not really good. Also, cultural differences. Like, I can't imagine how do I live in a totally different culture. And also, the third one is the most important one because I'm too shy. My personality is tends to be very introverted. I don't really like to leave the comfortable circle I have before. Um, so, like, that's how you feel when you first came to Canada, right? You can come out of your comfort zone so that you were like quite struggle with uh, your language and the, the different culture. Okay, move on. So as you said, you had a bit of a struggle when you first came here. But were there anything that brought you up or any person who helped you through the way, help you through the struggle? Uh, can I just say the person is you? Um, sure. <laughs> yeah, because at the first time, I was really shy, but I met you, I was like, oh my god, I'm so lucky to have somebody have three classes as same as me. And then I thought you were like, uh, like very mean, but you're totally different. Or maybe sometimes you are really mean. But you're like the kind of people who show me a completely different worldview before I was like, oh, Everybody just really indifferent kind of stuff, but it's it's not. So this makes me want to live with a like more positive attitude. Okay, so uh, first of all, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. You are my best no friend. You're welcome. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's why I want to interview you because I know your story. I know you've been through a lot. And uh, since that. Can you name one big change in your life, like anything good or bad? Uh, it's a small thing, but it changes me a lot. It's not about like study work. Uh, when I was eight years old, right. I was lost when I was climbing with my family. And then I almost never saw my family again. So I was really desperate and uh, suddenly I heard the voice of my little brother crying and holding my mother to find me. Oh my god, because normally I don't really want to communicate with my family, but since that time, I feel like I'm kind of lucky have a little brother. Oh, <laughs> And also so... my mom really mm -hmm. care about me kind of stuff. Okay, so you mean you feel lucky? Uh, to have a little brother. I think that means like you have a closer relationship with your little brother then. As I know, you have other siblings, like your elder sisters. Is that yeah, like yeah. you feel closer to your little brother than like your other siblings? Yeah, I think so. Because when I was brother was born, I told him, I, 
it's almost like me who taught me, who taught him how to uh, stand, how to walk, how to speak. Oh, so and, uh, you took yeah. care of him so that you develop a good relationship. Sometimes it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it's annoying, right? That's so yeah. like little brothers and sisters. <laughs> it, it actually connects with my next question. So can you name any relationship uh, with your parents or friend that helped you or, or obstructed you. Uh, obstructed you means like uh, they stop you from what you want to do. Do you have oh. like any kind of relationship like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I do. Uh, first, I already said you are the one who <laughs> brought me up, so I, I don't have to say too much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then my little brother just talks about him and it was like really good, yeah. And then so, uh, something about my parents. They are like, cause they gave me a life, and then also they taught me how to live independently. And uh, yeah, they are they, the first ones to edu educate you, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes I feel like oh, they taught me don't really care about me kind of stuff. They are like, they care about me, but in a different way. They don't really, they're not going to try to understand me. We have different opinions always. Yeah. And then, yeah. Also, my parents are like, uh, they taught me so many things. When I was little, I was like, I don't understand why would they let me say something I don't want to say, or maybe uh, do some housework. But after I grew up, especially when I studied abroad in Canada, mm -hmm. I feel like it's really important for me to have those skills to survive. To be independent, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, thought, I, I did saw you being like very independent, like than most of the uh, students who first came to Canada. You were like uh, very skilled with being there yourself, and you are uh, you are technically a chief. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, but uh, can I keep going? Yeah, sure. <laughs> also, uh, friends. I have friends like you who's like, oh my god, so nice, brought me up. But also some friends who's like, who kind of like trying to make things become more complicated. Oh, yeah. all right. So you you don't really want to make that kind of friend, but sometimes they just have to because you being on each other every day and in the same school, same class, you guys just kind of become friends, but like quote unquote friends, but not really, <laughs> right? Sure, I, sure. Yeah, I understand. Okay. Yeah. Second last question, after you came to Canada, like how do you feel now uh, compared to how you feel when you first came to Canada? I feel like I'm more confident than before. Before I was more like inferiority and uh, really don't really want to talk to other people, especially if I'm not confident enough, I'm not going to yeah, but also I feel more lonely after seeing the oh. distance of more people. Oh, mm -hmm. so that's like, you are able to speak up, but also you didn't receive the same response, you didn't 
like feel more fit into the crowd you mean you you, you don't feel you belong here you you feel like lonely yeah because before i was like oh really like to chat with other people especially for like a big brand circles mm. but after i think oh they are not really um, it's not worth it for me to keep talking and also being friend with them kind of realize that some of them are not really your friends and that screw up you you are seeing more things from a different point of view and uh speak of growing up you are almost 18 and you will also apply to university soon how about your future plans that's the last question for you Thank you know i like art a lot but <laughs> i'm not really talented in, in no art, you but... are you are too <laughs> Uh, thanks. But right now, I want to become an interior designer. If I can't, maybe I will just go to some business area. Yeah. But my dream, my dream is like, I want to be able to own a coffee shop. Oh, okay. And with the art room kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. A coffee shop combined with the art room, that's the best yeah. place I can imagine. Yeah, oh, I would love to have that too someday. Okay, someday. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. No thank you for your patience and uh, answering all my uh, questions. Uh, that's the end of the interview. Thank you so much. That's a lot of thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're very, very welcome. Okay. That's the end of Haru's interview. I hope you like the words of this girl. Weak but strong at the same time. Her future is bright, and she will definitely work on. Thank you. Now let's listen to the next story told by Jenny, a story about herself. I grew up in the countryside with my godparents, who are actually my grandmom and brother, and just moved back to the city when I was in grade 10. It was very weird because we had never spent time with each other for more than 15 years. We didn't know each other very well. My mom remarried with my stepfather and had my younger sister. It was so bad that I sometimes felt that I was not a part of the family. I questioned why I didn't live with my mom when I was little. I afraid that my mom didn't love me. I'm not super smart or talented in anything. I studied very hard to get a good grade, so my mom might proud of me and love me more than before. I am the eldest sister, and my younger sister is eight years apart from me. I got a lot of pressures from my family. Everyone was up to my uncle most of the times. My uncle, he is kind of an amazing human. He is a business owner and became a tower of strength of our family. He is smart. He graduated with a master's degree in economics for the top university. And he wants me to get into the top university and study economics like him. Everyone in my family also convinced me to do what my uncle said, but they had never asked me about what I really want to study or what I want to be or what I want to do. But I had never said anything and followed what my family wanted me to do. I had never denied to do what 
they ask. Because I didn't want to make my grandmom and everyone in my family complain at my mom that she didn't taste me well. It was kind of like an Asian thing that the children should listen to their family. Before our last Christmas break, I was really stressed because of my schoolworks, tests, and university admission. I got the test score that I need to apply to the university back about two days before Christmas. It was the SAT test, which is very hard for me. And I had the worst feeling I ever had in my life. I called my godmother to tell her about how I felt. At that time, I felt like I was incompetent. I cannot make my family proud of me. My score is not as good as I expect, and it's not high enough for me to apply to the university. My godmother told me to talk with my mom and discuss about my problem with her. So I called my mom, told her about the score, and told her that I cannot apply to the university that everyone wants me to. I told her that I am sorry that I cannot make she proud and sorry that I was not a good daughter. And others feeling that I had all the time when I was with her before I came to Canada to study. My mom told me that she had never known that I feel like that before. She said sorry to me that she had never asked me about anything or asked me about the problem that I had. She told me that she should care about me more than that before when I was in the country with her because she had experienced the similar situation like me and she knew that it was really bad and depressed. She told me that she was stressed after moved back to live with my grandmother and worked with my uncle's company because a lot of problems in the workplace and family problems. She found a way to get rid of her stress for many, many years. And in the end, she chose to go to the temple. And after that, she started to get into the meditation practice. She started to relax and not stress because of other people's problems. It works very well. She felt less stress and have more happiness. She told me to relax and not bring other people's problems or words into my mind too much because she know that I sometimes overthinking about what others people say. If I know that I start to think about something that I will stress or will make my mood down, just stand up and go for a walk or do something that I like, singing, dancing, watching movie, hanging out with friends. After I talk with my mom and feel a little bit better. I flew to Newfoundland to visit my homestay who I lived with last year when I was an exchange student in Newfoundland and for celebrate Christmas. I spend my time during Christmas to do what I like, cooking, baking, singing, hanging out with my friends and talk with my homestay. I thought about what my mom told me and try to do it. Now, I know that I start to think about what will make me stress or make me overthinking. I will go for a a walk or do what 
I like. I sometimes go to talk with myself in front of mirror and say, "Hey, stop thinking it," and do something that I like. I stress less than before, and not overthinking about others' people's problems. I'm not depressed because of others' people and feel more happy because I do what I like. I need to say that I still overthinking sometimes, but it is better than before. I find out that the reason why I stress is because I was overthinking about what others people will think about me, or whether they hate me or not. I keep others people words and interpret it into the bad way, and then that make me so stressed. I say that no one loved me, and so I was so afraid that everything that I do will get wrong. But I was the one who had never looked carefully around me to those who loved me. So now my condition is much better, and also I developed my relationship with my mom. I told her more about what I think and what I want, and we help. Each other to think about them and choose the best choice for both of us. So in the end, I want to say that it's a lot better when you express your feeling out, not just keep it inside alone. There's always help out there if you look around yourself. Just talk to somebody; they probably understand you and give you some advice to solve your problem. I know life is tough, so you are. That's the end of Jenny's story. Another girl who has been through a lot. She never mentioned this, not until today. Well, I think I don't need to add anything more. She already mentioned all her points, and she did it well. Let's move on to the next interviewee, Catherine. Let's hear about her story. The interview for Catherine. Hello, Catherine. Hi, Smina. How's going on? Good. How are you? Good. So let's start our first question. How long have you been here? I have been here for almost three years. And when I come here, my first high school is Kilani Secondary School, and I transferred to the Sir Winston Churchill Secondary School in the second year, and until now. Okay. So what's your feeling when you arrived in Canada in the first time? I was very surprised when I first time arrived in Canada. In Canada, I start eating more various kinds of food. The food in Canada is quite different from that in China. Canada is a country of cultural diversity, and food is also more diverse. Yeah, Canada is a multicultural country, and I like eating Korean food in sometimes. How about you? What kind of food do you like in Canada? I used to eat Chinese food, but now I can eat Taco, the Mexican food, sushi, the Japanese food, and even blue cheese, the German food in Canada. Canada has a lot of beautiful landscapes, and I always see many people ride bikes outside. So I wonder, what did you do when you have spare time? I spend more time for outdoor activities to appreciate Canada's beautiful environment. In China, I usually stay at home, but I enjoy doing exercise for the fresh air and the lovely scenery in Canada. Okay, so in Canada, do you have some deeply feeling? Mm, influenced by Canadians, I start building up my awareness of protecting the environment. Above all, Canada is a civilized country where I start learning to stand in the others' positions. Here, it's not like the domestic says that the customer is the first. 
When you come to a restaurant, you need to patiently wait for a waiter to tell you where you are supposed to sit. Okay, so the next question. What's your impressive memory in Canada? Mm, I think it's volunteering. Volunteering is a very useful thing to do for me. I found some shortcoming when I'm a volunteer. It was very helpful for my future career. For example, when I was a volunteer and I met some children, they were very naughty. Oh, I understand you. The children were really naughty. So I have a question. How can you solve this problem in the end? I think that would be really tough. Mm, first time, I use serious tone to talk with the children, and then they cannot accept. Finally, I use general tone to communicate with them and talk about the mistakes they made. They accept. So volunteering is as a good experience to, uh, to help us to practice our communication skills and we can challenge the difficulties to improve ourselves. So, what's your biggest trouble in Canada? I lost my wallet, which was my biggest trouble in Canada. There were many important certificates like debit card, compass, gold card. I was very nervous and upset. I had already considered that I need to go to bank to get a new debit card and I was concerned about someone might use my money. Oh, losing your wallet was a really sad thing. Even though I couldn't, I didn't experience these kind of things, but I can really understand what you're feeling. Of course, I feel very upset at the first time and I was very nervous about my certificate. If I lose it, I need to create a new one and it will spend a lot of time. So did you get your wallet back? Fortunately, someone found my wallet and returned back to me. Well, are you be adept to live in Canada? I adapt to new environments very quickly. I have been here for almost two half years and it was a long period for me to live in Canada. In this period, I made many friends. When I have some troubles in my communication, they help me translate to Chinese and when they translate, they also taught me some English skills and let me to exercise my speaking skills. For my teachers, they were very kindness. When I asked some questions to them, they were observ observant. Through my homestay, their first language is English, so I had to use English to communicate with them. It was very good for me. Okay, so the last question. Did you excite it? It's the last one. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> what did you want to do after graduating from Sir Winston Churchill Secondary School? And what's your dream? Mm, I will go to United Kingdom to finish my university, which major is business. I'm very excited when I think my university will be in another country that I've never been there. I can learn more about some local cultures. I cannot wait to come there. So in the future, I want to get great grades in the university and I want to have some work experience which can help me to get a job easily. I think when I have part-time job, I will enjoy it and to be the best that I can. My dream is to be a successful businesswoman and make enough money that, can, that I can support me to travel around the world. Hope you could have a great experiences in United Kingdom. Thank you. Thank you. That's the end of Catherine's interview. From her story, you can see that she's a very optimistic person. Instead of tell us about her troubles, 
She chose to tell a story about dreams and the future, and I believe she can definitely receive those. Now let's move on to interview with Mina. Let's see what she has for us. The interview for Mina. Hi, Mina. Hello. How are you doing? Good. How about you? I'm fine, thank you. So the first question is, how long have you been here? Well, I've been here for almost three years, and I first time came here in 2016. Okay. So what's your biggest problem that you met in Canada? Well, the biggest problem I met in Canada was the complex bus road and SkyTrain. You know what? There are three SkyTrain lines and tons of bus roads. It's okay for me to just take SkyTrain because you know that there are only three lines for the SkyTrain, right? And I regularly take Canada line, so it doesn't really matter for other two lines. You say you didn't really worry about the SkyTrain, so the bus roads really struggle you, right? Yes, the bus roads really struggle me. You know, there are bus going to South Vancouver or North Vancouver, so I always confused about where I should go. Like I always went to wrong place. Yes, it is super difficult for remembering all of the roads, and sometimes may miss the station too. Yeah, it's really hard. So the second question is, how did you get rid of the problem of the SkyTrain lines and bus roads? I know it's tough to memorize all of the roads in a short time. So how did you solve this problem? Yeah, it's hard. I had to try memorize all of them, but I failed. But you know, I had to. I had to use them for acting. If I couldn't familiarize with it, I could not go to any place. You know how did I solve this problem? I downloaded an app about bus roads, and it really helped me to take bus or even SkyTrain. Yeah, that's what I want to say. The, I download a bus roads app. Actually, the first time I didn't believe it would help me a lot, cause it's just an app. But my friend recommended it to me. Well, then I would just try it and see how it works. But what surprised me was that it did really help me for taking bus. The bus app would tell me when I should go off and when the next bus will come. So it really helped me a lot at that time. Okay, are you still using that app right now? Well, I seldom use it right now because I already familiarized for all of the SkyTrain lines and the bus roads, so it won't give me too much help at this time. Um, next question is, what's your feeling when you come to Canada? I know when everyone come to a new place, they probably will feel nervous. But how is your feeling? Yeah, I had the same idea with you, and that's my real feeling when I came here. But the difference is, at the same time, I was also extremely curious about Canada, because you know that Canada is a multicultural country, and it's really different than China. So I was super curious about the environment, the culture, and all, and even the Canadians. Okay, so you didn't feel really worried about that? No, as you said, everyone may concern when they came to a new place, and me too. It was I was a bit sensitive once I came to a new place, the different language and place. Those were really easy to give me a. Feel anxious. I could not adapt to the new place in a short time, so that really t troubled me a lot.、Mm -hmm. How did you adapt to live in Canada? 
I know beating fears is one of the hardest things in the world. So how did you get rid of your negative feeling? Well, I knew I couldn't just stay in my comfort zone forever. In this society, I need to study and live here, so communication will be the most important things, right? So I just tell myself, you cannot stay in your comfort zone forever. You have to talk, you have to talk to people, and you have to do communication. If you want to go to a university or find a job, you have to talk, and that's impossible for you to just don't speak to anyone else in the rest of your life. So I just told these things to myself. Did those words really help you to go out of your comfort zone? Well, the most important way to solve this problem wasn't words, but actual action. So I started my action. To be honest, I made lots of mistakes, like I couldn't distinguish the 25 cents and 10 cents. So every time I came to the supermarket, I must concern, confuse them. And the cashier just staring at me, which really embarrassed. But I gradually don't care about that too much, because I know people will not pay too much attention to other people they don't know, right? Is this problem still struggle you right now? Well, yes. This kind of feeling I still have, but it will not affect me too much. Mm -hmm. So, did you have the thought to go back to China? We have some home country, and sometimes I wanted to go back to China. So what's your thought? Well, yes, I had thought about coming back to China because all of my friends, teachers and relatives were staying in China and I did not have the chances to communicate with them face to face. And I even really miss Chinese food. I knew there were several Chinese restaurants in Vancouver, but those were not traditional Chinese food. And sometimes I can't stand the taste. I know some great Chinese food restaurants. I recommended you to go there. <laughs> I will try it if I have the chance. Well, the most important reason for me to come back to China is that China will give me a sense of belonging which will make me feel safe. I knew that it wasn't good for myself because there was Difficulties, difficulties, right? right? Okay, yeah. so the last question is, do you want to talk something about your experience? Well, I want to say that everyone will face lots of things or troubles in their life. You cannot escape forever. I met lots of troubles in Canada and sometimes I had in my life because there must be some trouble that cannot escape. Once I met this kind of things, how can I do without chance to escape? I can do nothing. So the best way to solve problems isn't escaping but face them. And you will see that it's not a big deal. Okay, thank you. Thank you. That's the end of Smina's interview and also the end of our episode. Selena gave us some of her very pragmatic obstacles which she faced when she first came to Canada. I can tell that she was definitely work hard to fit in this new environment. And I know in the future, she'll be more and more adopted. Thank you to all of our interviewees today for sharing your stories. And in the end of the episode, 
I would like to give a special thanks to Etude, a group of students from Toronto, for creating the music in this podcast, and also Helen, who brought us this amazing source of music. Thank you to all who interested in our podcast. See you next time.